Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of the Fit With Ruby podcast. This is episode number four and I am so excited to be talking about all things productivity, which is definitely something I've had to reflect on a lot over the past, I say, couple of weeks being in lockdown. I've definitely felt a little bit in a slump on a few days just where I have felt so mentally fatigued that I just feel like doing absolutely nothing and I just have no mental resources left to focus because I feel like I'm so busy, right? Like doing things every day, but I'm not productive. Like I'm not actually, I'm just not productive. Like I'm doing stuff, but it's not productive use of my time. And all that it's doing is really just overwhelming me and then leaving me at the end of the day feeling super stressed out and then adding a whole heap of stuff onto my to-do list the next day, which obviously I can't get all done because it's not feasible. Like it's not humanly possible. The hours in the day don't permit this. (laughs) Anyway, so I just had a question in my question box on Instagram and one of the questions was tips on productivity and it really inspired me to make this podcast because I think my reflection over the past few days could definitely help a lot of you guys. I've compiled a few tips. I have six different tips in total for your productivity and I hope you guys get a lot of value out of this. Okay, so tip number one is quite straightforward, but I really want to unpack this and sort of I guess, go over a few do's and don'ts for the topic of to-do lists. So to-do lists is tip number one, right? It sounds super, super simple, but I think it's really important to set yourself a priority list to begin with. So for example, like the three to five most important tasks for your day that are going to give you the most return on investment. So all of these tips can be applied to any goal, work, fitness, nutrition, any health goal that you have, relationships, or just daily admin work around the house. Like it literally could be anything, but at trying to put three of the most important tasks at the top of that list, because it's so easy, as I said, to get caught up in being so busy. This is exactly what I was doing. I was being so busy and I was putting off those essential important tasks that probably do take a little bit more mental effort and time, but At the end of the day, when I wasn't getting these things done, I was feeling super stressed. So one of my friends actually, we had this conversation today and she used a good term, which was just swallow the frog (laughs) at the start of the day. And I love this. It really stuck with me. But seriously, like we just sometimes we just need to swallow the frog and get it done. And the sense of fulfillment that that can give us and it can really set us, I guess, leaps and bounds forward into where we want to be rather than chipping away at the small little things. You know, sometimes you've just got to get a big one thing done, or as I said, three of those most important things done, right? And with that, and with the three most important things, 
we need to set our expectations. So setting our expectations to align with our priorities and asking ourselves what is the minimum amount that is actually feasible that I can do for the day, like a realistic amount, you know, take into consideration you've got time to eat, you might have to meet a friend, you might have to pick up the kids from somewhere, etc. You have things and places to be people to see. So is it realistic to have those things on your to-do list? So that's why setting a minimum amount that's actually feasible is really going to help your sense of satisfaction by the end of the day. Like if you think about having 100 items or tasks on your to-do list, right? By the end of the day, you're probably only going to chip away at about five, six, seven, maybe 10, you know, who knows, right? But even then you'll still be disappointed in yourself because originally the goal was 100 tasks, But if you only start with three tasks on the to-do list and then you get five or six done, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm on top of the world. I am now in control of my to-do list. I'm a productive queen and you're ready to go and tackle the next three tasks the next day. Okay, so that brings us into tip number two, and that is zoning your space in your environment for the intended purpose of that space. So for example, we have places like the bedroom, right? We have places like our dining table or the kitchen or wherever we typically eat or wherever is designed to eat food. And then we have the couch where typically we watch TV or socialize with the family or whoever you're living with, right? So I think it's important that we don't intertwine the intended purpose in across different zones of your house. So for example, doing work in your bedroom or doing work at the dining table or doing work on the couch because your subconscious mind associates that space with the intended task or the task that you usually do there. You know, you might end up sitting on the couch to sit down and get your laptop out, but all your brain is thinking about is whipping out your phone to scroll your feeds. Or you may start getting into the habit of working from your bed. And then when it comes to actually switching off at night and trying to get to sleep, you can't actually switch your mind off from work. So I think it's really important to set out little spaces across the house and keep them for their intended purpose to optimize productivity in whatever that may be, study, work, eating, (laughs) sleeping, socializing, etc. Okay, so tip number three is schedule times. So there's one thing to have a plan, but if we're not acting on it, it's simply not going to get it done or the day is just going to creep away from us. And also allocate tasks to time slots with intent. So being intentional with and I guess strategic with where you place tasks across the day. So for example, we could really start to reflect and be aware of those times of day where we do feel the most productive. You know, is that early morning for you? Is that in the afternoon? Is that 
midday. You know, it's going to be different for everyone, but being aware of when you're most productive, set the most taxing, mentally taxing workload to those times if you can. That would be ideal. Now, in terms of scheduling times, I bloody love Google Calendar. Does anyone else have Google Calendar? If you're a Google Calendar fiend like me, let me know because I will start a fan club. It's so good. Like It's literally the best app um, for scheduling. It's so great. If you love color coordinating things, you can color coordinate different types of tasks to different colors. And it's just, you can schedule things hour by hour. It sets you reminders for when those tasks are coming up. You can schedule meetings on there. It's just phenomenal. It really keeps me in order and I don't know what I would do without it. And I even schedule in things like the wake up times. I Just so I can sort of plan out my day and see what hours I'm dealing with. I schedule in when I'm going to eat <laughs> um, to sort of see, okay, well, how many hours then am I having between each meal? Like, am I going to run the risk of being absolutely starving in the afternoon if I eat too early? You know, you can really just see your day from a glance. You'll type, you'll schedule in things like your training so that you don't miss it. Everything that you put in your Google Calendar or whatever scheduling app or format that you're using, it doesn't get missed. It gets treated like an appointment and you're committed to that. It's, it's, it really yields a lot of adherence. And on the topic of times in the day and being really strategic with the times of your day, I think it's really important that we look at the very beginning of the day, where the day starts and more so how we start the day. Now, I need to give complete credit to Joseph Mansell from his podcast episode about productivity on his Fitness Times Business podcast. The thing that resonated with me the most was starting the day in proactive mode rather than in reactive mode. And it is so simple, but it comes down to the first action that we take when we wake up. And I'm so guilty of this. I know a lot of us are guilty of grabbing our phone at the first thing in the morning to scroll out feeds. And the thing that's wrong with that is we are instantly in a state of reactiveness. We're reacting to what we're seeing. We are allowing the power of the feeds or the way that social media apps are designed to hook us in and lure us in and keep scrolling and keep watching stories. You know, we just keep following along with the usefulness and the way the app is designed to lure us in. Like, Something that's really interesting is the fact that the app is designed similar to the way that pokey machines are designed to create addiction for the consumer, right? And it's really smart. It's a smart business model, no doubt about it, but it just gets us in an absolute trap. So for example, you'll notice that when you open the Instagram app, there's like like a one or two second pause before it actually loads onto your feed. And that's to create like this sense of anticipation, which is conducive to addictive behavior, which is just nuts. Like, can you not? So you can sort of see how as soon as we tap into that mindset, we're setting ourselves up to be reactive to things for the day. Whereas we want to flick the switch. 
We want to be proactive. We want to resist temptation to look at our phone. We want to take control of our day. We want to go into another room, write our to-do lists and get started with the day the way we want to get started with the day. Okay, so tip number four, we are up to remove physical and mental distractions. So physical distractions, I think, come down to having your bloody phone in your vicinity and any notifications that come from having your phone in the vicinity. So even turn the notifications off or put your phone away or any other physical distractions that are in the area. Do you need to take yourself into into another room, into that zoned space that you have, which is free from distraction, away from the TV, away from the dog, away from anything else that is going to distract you in that physical form? Secondly, looking at mental distraction. So this I think comes down to decluttering your mind and just being super present with the task at hand. But sometimes that is really hard because we can be thinking about all of these other things that are stressing us out at the moment or the things that we have to do later. And it's just hard to be present at times. So I think ways to declutter our mind. I like journaling. But even in the simple and accessible sense of just whipping out the notes app in your phone and just writing down the thoughts that are at the forefront of your mind or the thoughts that are preventing you from moving forward in your day, you know, and that could be anything. It could just be reflecting on a comment that someone made to you that morning. It could be thinking about a book that you just finished reading or this Netflix series that you just finished watching, or it could be that you just remembered you need to buy toothpaste from Coles later and you don't want to forget about it, but it's bugging you in your mind. So if you just write all these things down, like, oh yeah, Grey's Anatomy was so great. I can't believe this happened. Okay. Now I've finished thinking about that. Now I move on with the day, you know, and I think journaling is super accessible. It's it's quite easy. You don't have to have any under, underlying beliefs of what journaling does. You can call it note taking if you like. Whatever helps just to declutter your mind as the true purpose of that task and the true purpose of tip number four. And how can this relate to, say, a health and fitness based goal? Well, a physical distraction would be something like having snacks in your environment or having treat foods that cause you to have to practice too much willpower and they're too tempting to stay focused on your goals. And then a mental distraction would just be something that's preventing you from focusing in your workout or even just believing in yourself, right? Which is imperative for your fitness journey, that self-belief and self-acceptance in your current state in order to progress. And it really, really comes down to ticking off those mindset habits. So eliminating those distractions as best as possible is really, really going to help. So moving right along to tip number five, and this is reflection again. We love a bit of reflection, but reflection and monitoring. So monitoring whether or not all of these things that you're putting in place, all of these strategies that you're putting in place to be productive, are these actually contributing to progress and or success within your goal? Ask yourself, am I prioritizing the right things? 
which uncompleted tasks are still stressing me out the most and are my expectations still unrealistic for myself? Am I struggling to ever be content with my day at the end of the day? And also, do these tasks still align with my overall goal? Now, the very last tip, tip number six, which again was inspired by Joseph Mansell, and I believe in this in every facet of your success journey, and that is be selfish or at least own it. Own your schedule. That's your schedule for you. Protect it. Protect your flow. You know, you get on that flow. You get you get working. It's working for you. Your to-do lists are now working for you. Protect it. Obviously, we all have responsibilities. We have kids. We have partners. We have other commitments. But that can be part of the monitoring process. You know, is your schedule affecting other areas of your life in a negative way? And then how can you intertwine those into your Google Calendar schedule so that those most important tasks that are going to help you productively succeed towards your goal do not take the brunt of that and do not come out worse off because they are your priority. That is your act of self-care in your journey. No one else is working on your journey for you. You're working on your journey for you. So own it, be selfish, say no to catch-ups. No, I'm busy. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just um, making sure that I cut up my veggies for tomorrow. Right before I put my shoes by the front door so that I remember to go for a walk and right before I charge my laptop so that it's ready to go for the next day and I'll make sure I pop my pen out next to my to-do list so that I'm prompted to do it first thing in the morning. Your friend is going to say, what the actual fuck is wrong with you? And you'll say, no, you just watch me succeed. Like this is what makes me happy. Sorry, I don't have time. I can schedule you in another day. Love you. Bye. (laughs) So guys, if you did get any sense of value out of these tips, please let me know. Please leave a review or take a screenshot of this podcast, pop it up onto your social media stories, or even just tell someone who you think may benefit from this. And if you apply these to your own daily routines and you find benefit from them, let me know because I would absolutely love to celebrate that with you. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fit with Ruby podcast.